0: Welcome to Expedition Self on OM Times Radio with lifelong learner, entrepreneur, and creator of the worlds of Expedition Self, Sam Parado. Sam shares four decades of studying, guiding, and teaching how to go inside so we can build an incredibly powerful, dynamic, and validating relationship with the self. Expedition Self is laced with stellar, unexpected insights about what it means to be human. Listen now and ignite your self-development process with Sam Parado.
1: Well, hello and hola and bonjour and welcome. So here we are again, and today we're going to take a deep dive into how to be the source of of an evolved communication, which really basically means, how do you become an evolved communicator? Uh, You know, when I named this, I thought that I could have called it a conscious communicator, but conscious really stops short of what can happen if you're upping your speaking game. So hopefully, um, you'll get to see how the idea of being an evolved communicator makes more sense by the end of the show today. So, all right, don't forget, you can call in and share what's showing up or ask questions that you're grappling with. It's always a cool thing for me to hear how others are working with the ideas I'm speaking about. So while I was pulling some content together for the Expedition Self's online coursework, I ran across a a podcast or meditation on Spotify uh, called Mindful in Minutes. It's by Kelly Smith, who founded Yoga for You. And she leads uh, guided visualizations on a whole host of subjects in under 20 minutes. So I want to share that with you because that's a great place to go check it out. And they're useful. I thought they were uh, helpful. And I wanted to share it with you because I'm always looking for options for going inside, quick ones and, uh, you know, uh, meaningful ones and unusual ones and provocative ones. And so creative visualization you know the unconscious self really responds to that because it's kind of like turning on a TV set inside of your psyche, except the script is coming to life as you give yourself over and more and more to it. And so the unconscious self, it, it really does run on a different language. It's much more symbolic and visual and sound seems to be like a direct shot of caffeine right into the heart of it. So cultivating this relationship with your inner self, it means that you, you know, dedicate time to create a visualization and this capturing process that you can do afterwards. So, you know, after you listen to something uh, like that uh, podcast I mentioned, you can write about it or talk about it or draw it or paint it or dance it. You know, it's kind of like when Mr. Miyagi always uh, would gently slap the karate kid uh, on his cheek after a lesson. And he'd say it helps you integrate it through touch. I think that's the same way as when you tap into your psyche. Because creative visualization um, is uh, found deep inside of you, right? So then if you move your hand or your mouth or your body afterwards, it helps the conscious mind put it to use. And you're creating a bridge between those two worlds. And that one keeps opening and expanding because you're actually putting energy into it. So okay, so that's kind of my, I always like to start out with a little bit about going inside and how you do that, ways to look at it. So now I'd like you to invite your, invite you, excuse me, to bring your mind and your focus to this idea of communication and you and how it's occurred and happened in your life. What images show up as we begin to discuss this topic? I found this quote when hunting up today's end of show poem and I remembered um, when I realized this particular thing myself, so I'm going to read it. It's really short. The biggest communication problem is we do not listen to understand. We listen to reply. My first workshop ever that I took was on listening Uh, That wasn't part of a school. And I was about, I think I was 17 years old. And it was so meaningful because I started to recognize there was something to this idea that listening is an art and a craft. So, all right, let's get busy. Let's start talking about this evolved communication. I'm going to take a big deep breath. Hopefully, you will too. So, in order to cause your communication to become more dynamic and worthwhile, you have to open communication between the many aspects of the self or you. You have to invite in your unique information and truly listen. It's what I was just describing with that creative visualization, that the more you can hear and process, well, the more you have to communicate who you are with the world. So with evolved communication, you're opening up both from the inside of you and making it possible to open the inside of others. And this kind of communication I describe as evolving because you're changing and transforming and it's being supported because of what you're willing to bring to it. So it's seen as a source of growth, the the actual communication, and you don't end up dismissing half of what you've decided doesn't matter or you don't want to pay attention to you know, you don't blow off the exchange you have with a customer service agent you spoke to about getting your HVAC system fixed, who was unresponsive, or you don't blow off the school administrator who wouldn't respond to your needs the way you thought they should. And you don't blow off the everyday chatting you do with your family members or significant others because it's all part of your forward movement in life. The idea that your communication is your tool for development is at the base or root of what we're talking about. So it's less about doing it well. What matters is this constant practice and looking and going inside and then finding words and being truly vulnerable about how much there is for you to learn through the communication. All right. So with all that, hopefully you're not feeling too overwhelmed already, and you're willing to like go a little further here. So I'm going to share a whole lot of skills and insights. And remember, we're communicating too right now. So even though I don't know what you're doing with what I'm saying, you do, you know what you're saying inside. And you can trust that whatever stands out from my show today, it's what's important for you in terms of your next steps. And if it stirs you up, you can call in, at 202-570-7057. Talk to me about it. And also, I just wanted to mention, you can also send me a note afterwards at hello at expeditionself.com. Bottom line is you're trusting that whatever sticks is where your next step is. So I landed on a couple of places I'd like to bring more attention to, and and I think they play a big role in how you approach this idea of evolved communication. And the first, it has to do with the importance of creating bridges, because relationship is built on these communication bridges, and the more they narrow or get broken down, the more we become isolated or misunderstood or confused. And communication is as essential as breathing. And verbal communication helps us to really sort out and pull out and examine life through not just our own lens, but through others. So this idea that communication allows for a constant flow between you and the other, it's monumental when it comes to thinking about being human and our continued ability to share the planet together, which I think is a big subject right now everywhere I turn. I was watching a TED Talk yesterday given by uh, Roger Waldinger, I'm not sure I'm saying his name right, who's a lead researcher on the longest Harvard study about happiness ever done. It's lasted over 75 years, followed 724 men, 60 of which are alive today, and they're now even interviewing the children of those original men. And, And what they found was that meaningful relationships, profound connections with others are truly what made people happy. And it's helped them to live longer too, and it's supported in this study. So if you're interested in watching that, I'll share it in the link on my website. Um, You know, you can catch it afterwards. But the real key about this is that we don't stop and think about how often we back away from building and creating connections through communication because it's difficult, or it's uncomfortable, or it's conflictual. And by detaching ourselves, when these opportune moments present themselves, we're lessening the possibility of our lives and those we share the world with. How many people, just think for a moment, have you moved away from and discontinued relating with because you didn't want to engage in some difficult conversation and communicate with them? Or, you know, it didn't seem like you could. Well, I have to tell you, I, I have a number of them, I've you know, it's a long time. And lately, I've spent a lot of time thinking about how would I go back and have those conversations, because many of mine are from earlier years when I definitely wasn't as clear about who I was, or, and I had no clue who others were, <laughs> or how to how to figure that out. So lots of times, we believe that others wouldn't participate in a deeper convo. But what I'd like you to consider is that you and me, we just don't have the skill to create complete 360 degree whole conversation with people. And that's why we walked away. We got stuck and we couldn't go further. That's right. We just don't have the skill. That's the explanation for why communication didn't get created in deeper and deeper ways. So when you answered that question earlier, how many people have you moved away from and discontinued relating with, I'd like you to go back and think about it through that lens. I wasn't skilled enough. I didn't know how. I was too scared or I got hurt or I felt frustrated and I just didn't want to put in the work. You see, we have to start this conversation about evolved communication That's starting to be hard to say this many times (laughs) from the place of your vulnerability about it, not how articulate you are or how comfortable you are being direct and transparent or how generally you're a sound and engaged talker, but rather from the place where you aren't able to create those pathways and bridges with others for the very human reason of not being able to or not knowing how. That's the vulnerability. And here's the kicker. Are you picturing a kicker? <laughs> a good percentage of the time when those interactions or relationships didn't turn out so well, I'll bet you told yourself it was because of them or because of circumstances out of your control. Because it was their handling of the dialogue or their reactivity or their processing or timing or lack of ownership, their unwillingness to stretch or try to understand. One more. Their lack of receptivity, that would be too scary to push on. You see, for most of us, we don't want to be the one who's kicked out or blown off or told to leave or frozen out. We don't want to feel too much like hurt or anger and act in in a way that we're embarrassed by. And oftentimes, we don't even get honest with ourselves about these underlying factors, right? Right. So the relationships I'm talking about that fit this category, they just drift away. I think about when people reconnect years later and say, well, what happened to us? And the answers lie in our fragility and our brittleness and our insecurity and how it influences the way we move towards or away from conversation. This is the place where we have to be gentle with ourselves and accept our humanness. And it's a big, giant, humongous place to start. Okay, so with me, deep breaths, still going on. All right. Remember, you could call in if you're having some thought that you want to share. All right. So when communication breaks down around us, it's because we don't have the skill or capacity to cause it to go different. You know, I see a gob of online courses and books and classes on how to deal with conflict and how to influence and negotiate or how to be compassionate.
0: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and community safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join US Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At US Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers.
1: The problem with working on communication in this way is that it makes it seem like some chosen behavior rather than a place of practice from within the self. And a lot of times, it's focused on causing a certain reaction in another rather than creating this open-aired oxygen breathing, bringing <laughs> giant bridge to grow upon. So anytime communication is contrived or constructed to get a result or a desired outcome, you run the risk that it'll be disconnected from the heart. And the minute that happens, it's lost its life force and it begins, excuse me, it becomes manipulative. Okay, I just threw in a big word here, but I think it's really an important word when it comes to communication. And that's the word manipulative, because I see that as an absolutely human thing. But you got to think of it with like a small M because it's not the kind that's designed, you know, to hurt someone maliciously or cause them to lose. It's the kind that's born within the mind. And it's shaped around trying to get our needs met without knowing how to be out in the open. And frequently it's brought on because we don't want to be vulnerable or feel, right? That's kind of a standard thing. So the minute you can start to see manipulative with a small M as something that's kind of normal and not bad or wrong, you'll get a big boost of freedom because you're seeing more about communication and how it goes. You'll see a wider range of hidden motives at play within words and interaction, And this leads me to my next point, which has to do with, okay, I'm going to actually spell this word just because I want to have some fun here. Okay, ready? It's E-F-F-O-R-T, effort. How many of you jumped in your head to another word, right? Okay, communication, absolutely, unequivocally, indubitably, and yes, I looked all these words up in the, the stars, irrefutably requires effort and this is with a capital E. (laughs) So do you notice that your willingness to expend effort around communication ebbs and flows depending on the day, the circumstance, the person, or your mood? Okay, that's the question I'm going to leave you with as we break for commercials. It's an awesome time to call in and share your response to that um, or anything else that I've talked about so far. And when we get back, we're going to break down this idea of effort, E-F-F-O-R-T, into a whole bunch of various elements that I hope uh, will really connect for you.
0: A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. OM Times Radio. IOM FM. Om Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization, their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Connect at ometimes.com. Om Times, creating a more conscious lifestyle.
2: My name is Victor Furman. Some call me The Voice. I've always been fascinated with human nature, spirituality, science, and the crossroads at which they meet. Join me Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Om Times Radio, and we'll explore these topics and so much more on Destination Unlimited.
0: Coping 19, brought to you by CDC and the Ad Council.
1: If you're feeling increasingly lonely right now, you're not alone. It's totally normal. Even though we may not be able to get together in person, connecting virtually with friends
0: and family still gives you a chance to interact with people and may help raise your spirits. Join a virtual book club, set up group text chats, or online video coffee breaks
1: with coworkers. Find more self-care and coping tips at coping-19.org. So, I'm Sam Perato. You're listening to Expedition Self. And today we are talking about how to become an evolved communicator. And just before break, I left you with the question about what actually um, do you, if you notice the, I forgot the question all of a sudden, if you notice your willingness to expend effort, uh, that it ebbs and flows. And I said, we're going to talk some more about this whole thing about effort. So, You know, you have so many parts of the self that are trying to find words to express all the time. I mean, lots of stuff's happening in the background of you. So although communication in the way we think of it, it's actually the last step of your self-awareness process and the effort that's required to deliver a quality filled exchange takes incredible depth and courage and a willingness to be seen. So let's ta- talk about all the ways you'll need to expend effort if you're going to be the source and maker of extraordinary communication in every minute, every day, and in every relationship kind of way. So everyone's having a response to what's being said by someone else. You're having one all the time. And the key is to figure out where what's being said by someone else is connecting with your inner self and the domains that are being triggered because everything about you is available, awaiting that nudge or poke or a full on activation. So if you give yourself permission to just assume that you're unaffected by the incoming perspectives and interaction, rather than diligently seeking that which is dormant, then you have just shut down about 80% of what you'll need to create you'll need, excuse me, to create those special and engaged communications I'm referring to. Now, I I made the number up, but it was, you know, I want you to kind of get a picture of this. So when I think of something, and I feel afraid or worried or or wired up about it, I'm prompted to want to, uh, I'm sorry, (laughs) I just lost my train of thought. I'm prompted to want to talk about it with intention and there's a difference in the way I communicate. It has a direction and an energy and a reason or a purpose for it. And people will feel it and and then they can have a response to this. An emotion embedded inside of our words is a huge influencer in how much we open and build more openings. So intensity is part of our power. So communicating when you're not aware of what's filtering through your words is one of the biggest places we need to expend effort if we're going to unfold and reveal and create a new understanding or insight. So as I already mentioned, we are all manipulative with that small M. And there's this super fine line between wanting to bring our truth out and doing it in a way that makes room for others and wanting to influence the other's actions and trying to construct a protocol that does that. What happens is we end up with like, unspoken force, aggression, and want laced into the communication. So trying to manage the outcome and believing that that is the point of communication will definitely produce constant power dynamics when you think you're innocently trying to talk with others. Being a no, it plays a big role in how your communication will go. So getting clear on what that feels like in your body and what that looks like when you use your words, you know, those common phrases and how you unconsciously disconnect, but up here, like you're still in the conversation, it'll require a true desire to think about how you're showing up to communicating and being the source of this extraordinary communication. So you can see on pointing out all the places that a lot of effort is needed in terms of bringing yourself up to that line where there's something to communicate or something to bring out. Curiosity and exploration like are the best ways to enter any exchange. And you want to direct it towards you first and then include the other person. You want to be curious about you We tend to go into conversation thinking we know someone, wanting to find a place to relate from, but but this can interfere with the very thing we're trying to create, an opening, a learning moment, or magic that comes from not knowing what's awaiting us through the exclusive interaction we're engaged in. Communication is served best with an open heart, a desire to learn, and a willingness to be inadequate. That's when I talk about, I don't have the skill, I'm not sure what I'm doing, that not knowing. The minute we feel that intensity, the desire to learn, will turn into the desire to tell, to teach, to point out, to be right, to get the upper hand. You you get the idea, right? Is that when we come from this place of willing, being willing to learn, we keep ourselves out of that territory, So a big part of expending effort, it has to do with wanting to see truly going after the places where you get intense and emotional and begin to allow emotions to seep through your words rather than being really served up responsibly on a platter, right? And not dumped on the other person to manage and make sense of. I can't, I can't say enough about how important that piece is. Using your words to describe your emotions rather than hoping and allowing and relying on them to seep through your words, it requires a giant effort. And I, you know, I talk about this open heart part. People just don't respond to risky situations when they think the person they're engaging with isn't safe. And only you can tell if you've hit that very specific moment when your heart closes because of something someone says, or responds to, it's really quick, like that, right? It can be a look, or a judgment, or a different opinion or a reaction, really anything that has you close your heart, and stop listening, and begin to back away. And trying to talk through these intense emotions, like crying or anger often acts like a red light, and it will have us back away. That's the reason we didn't want to put words on it to begin with. So if the other things we mentioned take a lot of effort, this will take twice that. And mostly because it happens so covertly. Covertly. If you don't have a huge commitment to keeping an open heart, believe me, the unconscious part of you will definitely make sure you don't realize when you've gotten shut down and begin to back up or detach. So working with that idea of trying to keep an open heart and noticing when and how you're feeling when the exchange is happening, really trying to see interactions as learning rather than position. You can see why being vulnerable is such a critical skill. It's the willingness to say, I think I just closed up a little bit and I need to slow down so I can be with what's happening. Or did something just happen for you that has you starting to feel self-protective and angry? Being vulnerable leads to putting words on the actual thing you're noticing happening for you at that very moment. And then has you be willing to explore that with the other. All right, I'm going to pause here because this next thing is a super important call out. You are at risk in communication when you give words to describe your inner experience, because at that moment you can lose. And you have to be willing to feel that, to take the risk or not know or be off and still stay in the conversation. And you have to do all of that, right? You're working to do all of that without detaching from our heart. It's big stuff, big stuff. Because what I'm really focusing on in there is that we are shutting our heart down and closing up communication a good amount of time when we don't know it. And we're not aware of it unless we start bringing a level of effort that we haven't maybe brought before. Or maybe you only bring when it's a relationship that really counts, or you happen to be in the mood to go after it. So have you ever been in a fervent conversation when someone said, that's not my problem. That's on you. Whatever you do with that is yours. People feel it when we detach our heart from the words from being with someone while they process and try on the words. And when those words come at us here, you're going to feel that need to detach. And if you're really conscious, you might even watch them start to detach. Maybe those words were already that detaching, but the way you try to talk about it might set off a reaction. And then you start to flail
0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: This is the moment that most of us will try to avoid or work around. And yet this is the moment when the most amazing things can happen. I see these as gifts. I don't know that anybody else will, because this is when you're standing in the middle of a relationship and working it out and trying things on you're experimenting with words and you're practicing with keeping an open heart and you're finding ways to create that bridge for someone else to do the same. I recently had an exchange with someone and did not go well. We got in this misunderstanding about what I thought I wanted and what she thought she was giving. The conversation got really difficult because she wanted me to acknowledge that my motives were different than they felt like they were to me. And the more I tried to talk from my heart. The more she actually felt like I was being a voice rather than actually a person, you know, like some idea. So I tried to drop in more to my vulnerability. And when I did, it didn't go well. She said that I was not being with her. I wasn't feeling emotion, really. I was not really in it. And I, I should be, I would be crying or or showing emotion in some way. And so I was so incredibly disappointed that I couldn't find a way through our impasse. And of course, I I spoke that too, because, you know, I'm always practicing. (laughs) And it never worked. I didn't have the skill to bring what was needed. And no, I haven't gone back and tried to create, you know, create more time and conversation to work through it. This is the reality about this lack of effort. It's everywhere. Now, what I know, though, is that it's so much more powerful to own what we're not than walk in life thinking, we've got this communication thing handled. Because being in the not knowing of it, it makes us more receptive and more willing to consider what we missed. And it causes us to be better students, which means we're going to expend more effort. You see that how that cycle works? So if you want to be an evolved communicator, then that means you're going to commit to putting a Herculean effort in to pull it off. You got to pay attention, go inside, look at your motives, all that. Okay, big breath. So this leads us to some practical skills you can bring to this idea of evolved communication. So this is a good time because I've kind of set us up to say, all right, I'm, I'm going to own that when things don't evolve or make go where I'd like them to. It's because I don't have the skill. And part of what that is, is that I haven't committed as much to the effort. Or maybe I don't understand all the effort that's needed. So before we go to these practical skills is a perfect time to call I'm going to give the number again. It's 202-570-7057. Okay, everybody ready? So we're going to go on to these practical skills. All right. Um, Okay, hold tight here because I just lost my place in my notes, right? Okay, I found it again. Here we go. So you cannot come from a place of trying to say the right thing or influence others in such a way that you won't elicit a scary defensive or undesirable outcome, okay? that's You just can't come from there. So if you are, you pretty much know that that's going to influence how the communication's going to go. Or if it does go a little sideways or doesn't blossom the way you hope, really what's going to happen in there is you can come back and say, okay, where was I trying to say the right thing? Where was I trying to get a certain outcome? If you come from a place of working on top of not feeling safe or at ease with someone, you'll likely create a reinforcing cycle that doesn't generate the kind of exchange you're really seeking. So that's one of the things you're going to be putting into the communication, because this is an extremely fine line, putting effort into communication, but not trying to influence or manipulate the outcome. Well, that's not easy, right? And the only way to get good at this is to remain incredibly invested, to be willing to review past interactions, and to get much more conscious about your motives when you're actually in the dialogue. So that's where the self-awareness thing really kicks in. Putting words on your motives is a start. I'm in this conversation with you right now, hoping it won't go sideways. I'm feeling myself wanting to avoid telling you X, or I don't know how to stay unattached to the outcome in this moment because I'm too wound up about it. Your communication with others is totally riding on your ability to speak in a very direct and reflective way about what's going on inside of you and allow them to do the same. So I mentioned earlier about being a no. So recognizing when you are closed or a no to things, it'll help you stay in sync with the parts of you that won't, don't want to put in the effort, that don't want to step towards something. And that influence how open you are to things going a certain way. And it's really easy to put this in language. I'm a no about this because I'm a no because I'd like to get somewhere. Go do something else, right? You have many, many parts of the self that are trying to find words to be expressed. I said that earlier, you know, at this moment, I want you to appreciate how much it takes of you to try to communicate, to try to bring yourself into life and into relationship in such a way that you reflect what you in your belly feel and know, or are trying to connect with, and then how hard we are on ourselves. Instead of having this, oh, my gosh, it's an opportunity. Here I am. Oh, I just noticed my heart shut down. Oh, my gosh, I can feel myself back up. Did you see I got defensive right there? (laughs) Like, this is that place where we're so busy assessing and trying to get things done and trying to take a position and trying to have an outcome that we've chosen as desirable That we miss the very transformational nature that the communication offers us, and it offers it to us every single minute of the day. This is amazing, right? It's just an amazing thought. The very idea that you're going to find the right words or that someone else is, it's just too high of an expectation. So making room for this humanness, being gentle with yourself and having more than one conversation about dicey subjects and learning from each one, it's a way to give yourself a chance to find this optimum truth of what's happening and to be exposed to the newness of a moment that you didn't even know was awaiting you behind the corner. It's incredible, right? You can tell I, I just think communication and thinking about it and giving ourselves a break, but bringing a lot of effort is just the way to create all of the things we say that we want, because at the end of the day, everything happens through a conversation. It happens inside and it happens with others. So um, we have a tendency to get our brains and our smarts wrapped up in communication and think that it's about absorption of information rather than a communing of multiple levels of another person. So as we go on break now, I would like you to think about uh, how do you get focused in yourself about being smart or being good with words or saying it in a beautiful way that it sounds melodic and and, and appealing. And, and let's let's really focus in on that as a way to think, what if you gave that up? What if you pushed that to the side and saw communication as true communion? All right. When we come back, we'll talk some more about that.
0: The best of holistic, spiritual, and conscious world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Ascending Hearts is no ordinary dating site, but a spiritual dating site with a purpose. To link you with your soulmate, we engineer the serendipity so you can trust that you will attune with someone that has the same matching
1: vibration as you. Ascending Hearts, the conscious dating site for the spiritually aware. Try Ascending Hearts for free. Ascendinghearts.com.
2: Imagine yourself being transported to India, to the banks of the Ganga, and an ashram in Rishikesh visualize that you are welcome to satsang with an American sannyasi who shares the wisdom of her guru. Your visualization has manifested. Join Satvi Bhagavati Saraswati for inspiration and transformation every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on Om Times Radio.
0: If I could be you and you could be me for just one hour, if you could find a way to get inside each other's mind
1: Welcome back. I'm Sam Parado and you are listening to Expedition Self. Today we're talking about how to be an evolved communicator. And before we went on break, I talked a lot about how our brain and our smarts gets wrapped up in trying to compete to be awesome communicators rather than thinking about it as this incredible exchange and communion with others. So uh, if you're having thoughts about this and you've been listening in, the numbers is 202-570-7057. And so we're going to uh, keep going with that topic and uh, see where we head. All right. So let's see. So these exchanges that people have, the ones you engage in, they're a microcosm right? Because we can get caught up in too many words. And by the same token, if you're gauging your expertise on how quickly you can figure out what s- someone is saying, it's likely you're missing a good chunk of what's actually being said. And you might want to look at your impatience <laughs> and your unwillingness to expend that effort I was talking about earlier. You know, people, we, we want to be seen. and But trying to do it at the same time it doesn't actually work. And remember, we're talking about some of the skills that go into becoming an evolved communicator. Um, So this idea of someone talking and then they trigger some experience that's similar and then you come back with that experience rather than being with theirs. Well, I call that ping pong. Uh, It kind of fits that quote I read at the top of the hour about people listening to give their reply rather than to taking it in. This ping pong thing, we don't realize it uh, that it other people are picking up our real willingness to be available. And so even though it can look like a conversation's just moving along just fine with all that ping pong stuff going on, i I would love you to try not doing it and instead really being and experiencing that checking in with yourself and then bringing it into transparent language. And see if you notice a difference in that actual communion that I'm talking about. So this brings me to a really important point about listening. You want to pay attention to the balance in a relationship over time. Because imbalances in communication suggest that there's something to talk about. You know, if you're doing more listening or more talking, there's likely something to see inside of your relationship. So speaking about it is actually a building opportunity. Do you notice, you could say it this way, do you notice that I seem to talk more than you do about these things or, well, why don't you seem interested in this? Or this is a bold one. If you're somebody who's more on the quiet side, I'd like to share with you why I'm so quiet about this subject or what really happens with me. You see, the way we talk and tell stories, it's another piece of communication. And you don't want to assume that someone wants to hear your story or your explanation. In some ways, we hold people hostage sometimes to that, and they don't really have a choice about how they're going to respond. Evolved communication happens when there's a ton of choice and yesness and wanting to be in the dialogue and wanting to put effort in. So you want to make sure that the person you're speaking with is wanting to go down these side paths with you too. It's kind of like before you take them on a long walk around this beautiful garden, you want to make sure they have their like shoes and their sunscreen on and they actually want to go outside. So I've developed a framework for communication that I just think helps a little bit when you when you get to that place where there's actually an exchange. I've mentioned it in some of the other shows, but I thought we'd return to it today and look at it from a little bit of a different angle so it's thought feeling experience question and in order for this to be really really effective you have to always keep that flashlight on yourself and not use someone else's actions as a basis for your inner self material so i have to say i practice this every day and every time i peel another layer of inner transformation I actually have to start over again because that new information from the inside of me, it sounds different and it gets tricky. So this flashlight on the self can get you an incredible amount of game. So the experience piece is the one I think that takes up ton, 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 ton of practice because it's a place where you're trying to describe what's happening within you experientially in a sensory like being way. It's not because of them. So words like I'm noticing myself getting smaller in this conversation. Now here are the experiential part, getting smaller, right? It's like you as a being inside of a space. Or I find myself having so many thoughts racing through my head. My feet are getting itchy. I'm struggling sitting here and being in one place. So you see, I have a body piece. Experiential conversation, it describes what's happening within your body and your mind, and it addresses what's going on for you at a human being level, and it helps someone understand where you are. You don't want to drag out some long description if the other person hasn't really agreed to listen, but you can always speak on your own behalf and slide a single sentence into a discussion to support yourself and open things up. So this is a great place to describe what's happening with your heart. Remember, we talked about that closed heart earlier. My heart is feeling like it's in a vice and there's no juice left to squeeze out. <laughs> That's funny. I'm picturing uh, a, p- a pear I ate earlier today. But um, sensory and descriptive words help if you find ones that aren't too dramatic or too flat. Right. And that's, that's the fun of this is looking for how do I speak experientially to really describe what's going on for me. So with the thought and the feeling experience question, it's the question on the end that keeps you attached to the actual exchange. So you don't get lost in all of the self information that you're accessing and tending to and being aware of. The feeling, you know, I talked about this during the emotion zone show, feelings are our emotions, I feel worried, I feel hurt, I feel nervous, I feel anxious, I feel happy, I'm confused, right? And you can add the about, if it's not going to rope someone into being responsible for why it happened to you, right? So when you're interacting with someone you have built a lot of cred up with, (laughs) you can then start to say, well, when you said this, I went here, Because you know they're not going to take it personally or make it about themselves. They're going to listen through the lens of what's happening for you right now, what's going on inside of your world, and how does that fit. But you do have to really make sure someone's ready and wants to talk about that, because it's easy for most people who uh, aren't as into communicating to absolutely hear it as though they're responsible for whatever it is that just happened. And lastly, the thought, you know, I, I did this thought feeling, uh, experience question, the, I'm doing this backwards. So I'm doing thought last that this is a neutral description. You don't use inflammatory words. You don't have judgments directed at the other person, no passive ways to make a point, you know, or push on them. There's no hidden influencers or motives you know, it's like, it's clean, baby. (laughs) And it's a description of whatever you're trying to bring to the conversation. And if there's a place where it's not clean, then you can actually say that here, because it fits into the thought. I'm not clean in this. This is not an easy conversation for me, because I'm uh, having judgments go on. You might be saying, all of my communication is just not this focused or serious, right? Like in this moment, as I've been talking through this whole show, you me thinking, are you kidding me? There is no way I'm going to spend this kind of attention and time thinking about how I communicate all the time. Because I know sometimes we just do want to small do small talk and chat and share thoughts and ideas, events of the day. Or like, you know, you run into someone on the train and you just want to strike up a conversation without having to Put effort in. Mm. Well, exactly. That's the filler. It's the extra glue. It's the in between. But here's the thing that uncharged, go nowhere, just share space. It's the place where you can watch how communication just goes without what we've all been, what I've just been talking about and describing. Those imbalances happen there in the chatting, speaking in I, it shows up. Flashlight on the self shows up. It's the easiest place to practice and learn and see if you can pay attention to what's happening in you and with them. So I want to circle back around. Are you saying I do not want to work that hard? Right? There it is. That effort, that word she spelled. (laughs) When we're invested in creating Uh, relationships and lifetimes and experiences and a world that is someplace we can feel really whole inside of. This kind of effort is your easiest, quickest way to create that kind of transformation. And it's done through the bridges. So have you ever been in a moment with someone and they said, I just want to vent. And when they did, the stuff that came out of their mouth was really uncomfortable for you. So we cherry pick our conscious and evolved communication moments, just like we were talking about. And because we do, the very moments when we'd stretch or grow are the very ones when it's supposed to be unimportant, or we've decided it, uh, it's outside of the real game. Okay, communication doesn't happen inside of game time it's not at the Super Bowl or the playoffs. It's all of the time. And you are laying the framework, the scaffolding for relationship in each and every conversation, both with people that you know and care about and are committed to, and also all those that are fellow citizens that we interact with in every single day as we go about our days and our lives. It doesn't mean you can't make it more focused and less. In fact, that's the part of the practice, but you can't decide, well, you can, right? But if, I mean, this is, we're all talking about this evolved communication thing. So like to decide that certain exchanges are off the court afterwards, because those are the ones that are the best ones to go back to. So when you create this kind of evolved communication that I'm describing, it lays the groundwork for intimacy and relationship with those who you really want to build it with. It helps you feel like you can trust your own know-how to navigate difficult exchanges. And because although I said there is no game time, there are definitely times when there's more to get out of, more riding on a communication than others, and then you can be ready both because of your own practice and also because you've spent time really learning and in getting to know someone through communication. It helps you talk about deeper subjects with those you love, the ones that matter, the ones like depression with your kids, money with your spouse, fear because of health issues. You know, the stuff that real living is made of. And when you can be safe and courageous in the middle of these and understand how to craft a meaningful exchange, you're transforming your world through communication and you're evolving and so are they. So that means we're able to tackle these world issues like climate change and systemic racism and politics. You know, it breaks my heart when I'm in a group of people and they say, ooh, ooh, we don't talk about politics or religion. Evolution is paused until we can do this. So the last thing that you get out of it is this learning. You start realizing how much you don't know others, how much there is to discover, how your conclusions are not always accurate, And how it's so much more interesting to get out of your head, drawing those conclusions and create a place where others are the ones sharing their inner precious treasures. We learn how to get in someone else's world without attaching ourselves to it. And the freedom and the sharing and the connectivity is off the charts when that happens. And, and really, you get this joy of having a ton of latitude to talk about anything, this learning and freedom and practicing and paying attention to the self and really using communication as a source of growth and transformation. It's what it's all about. So evolved communication, learning how to be a communicator who creates that. I really believe that's the next step. That's where we're going next, where we start to bring this kind of awareness and willingness to not know, willingness to recognize we don't get it yet, and and this playful exploration. That's what sits upon the horizon. So thank you for listening to my show today and for being a source of evolved communication in both your life and in the world Because you have the power. (laughs) You have the power to influence all of those people you touch each and every day in both big and small ways. And when you go inside of you, you're doing it in a transformational meaning way. So thank you for sharing the journey with me. And next week's show is about authenticity and deception. It should be a very provocative, compelling, and juicy one. So here's our closing poem. It's called Common Ground, and it's written from a child's perspective. I don't know who wrote it, but it seemed like it just took a, a, a sideline to what we've been talking about uh, from a different angle. But really, it's the essence of what happens when we're able to bring all of ourselves to this communication. So here it goes, Common Ground. If I had a dinosaur, I would name him Frederick because I feel like it would suit him. Nobody would ever believe me when I tell them he is my best friend, because you can't imagine being friends with someone so different from yourself until you actually are. And you realize how much common ground we all share. We breathe the air. We need water to drink, food, sleep, and time to think. So why do people keep looking at me strange when there's nothing here that needs to change, except perhaps the way we view others. In the end, we're all the same, living things with different names, looking for a friend. Maybe nobody ever thought it mattered that Frederick might like ice cream or that I like ice cream too. Have a wonderful week and thank you for being here today.
0: Chumba ChumbaCasino.com. Number 67. Overbooked by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?